Hey everyone, welcome to the Worship Artistry Podcast. My name is Jason Houtsma, and with me is Mr. Daniel Ornelas. What is up, Daniel? Hey Jason, how's it going, man? It's going good, man. It looks like you got a... Uh, how did you get a haircut? We're all quarantined. Well, <laughs> well uh, interesting story. Uh, yesterday I, was, I started teaching one of the Worship Artistry lessons, and I realized that my hair looked like a tennis ball on the sides. So I was like, oh gosh, I can't... I, so I ended up teaching that one with a baseball cap on, and I thought, nah, let's 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 work this out. So while I was trimming my beard last night, I decided to just extend the, the the movement upwards to the side of my head and just shave the side of my head. So the glorious part is it's purely for visual for the front on look because I'm almost got a mullet at the back. <laughs> But my wife will probably divorce me in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> oh man, I hope it doesn't just come down to a haircut. That's a shaky marriage. It's true. It's true. It's true. No, she like she likes it. I think she likes the vibe. It's like a, it's like a Aussie mullet. Yeah, it's a little, little hipster. Now you're gonna need to shave in a nice like mustache that eventually you can twirl on the sides. Oh yeah. Thinking about one of those round nose rings. <laughs> <laughs> Look as much like you've been trapped in the house for as long as possible. How have, how have you been doing? We just got the uh, doing- we just got the word yesterday that we are all on house order from the government. Oh my gosh! So uh, that's crazy. What, what what what's your situation right now? Yeah, they've they've got pretty much solid lockdown here. It's not as bad, I don't think. We don't have to absolutely stay in our homes, but uh, there's no restaurants or any, you know, all that kind of stuff's closed down. So they call it state of emergency here, and I guess uh, I'm just waiting for them to tell me I'm not allowed to come to the studio to shoot videos, and then I'll be stuck, really stuck at home. So even though there's only one person here, all the other guys that work here are already are terrified of me because of how much I travel. So like, they just <laughs> as soon as I come here, they just see see me as the dark lord arriving well, back. See ya. But, Goodbye. Yeah, yeah. They run for the hills. So it's just me in this big house teaching teaching worship artistry videos. That's all I'm doing right now because all the other gigs have been shut down. So yeah, it's interesting times. Well, that's great. We need to uh, we need to keep backfilling those lessons anyway. So oh yeah, always. That's a, that's a you know in the, in the beginning you know we started this thing as a guitar thing and and then when Daniel came on as as bass, he was so slow in the beginning because he like couldn't figure out how to work a computer. It's true. It's all like, true. It's like all my, true. My phone used to just be lit up with wait, 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 wait. How do I? How do I? How do I open this? How do I open this file? What yeah. do I do? Yeah, I remember. I remember like sending you chiseled uh, stone tablets of my lessons, and you're like, <laughs> no, this is not going to work. <laughs> but now, look at you. Now you are the. Uh, now you're like the shining light of of worship artistry. You know, I did my best. Yeah, you're incredible. <laughs> well, man, yeah, we are. Uh, yeah, today we thought we would talk about, um, you know, through this through this kind of unprecedented time, uh, we're all trying to figure stuff out. I think I think for myself, one of my favorite things that's happened during this quarantine <laughs> has been that I actually started uh, with with my kids. You know, my kids are home, and it's we talked about this last time. It's really hard to actually accomplish anything, especially when you shoot video for a living when your kids are home. So we've. Mm-hmm. been finding ways to do it you know we'll i'll send them upstairs and be like all right if you guys stay on the second floor i can shoot in the basement as long as you still stay kind of quiet and uh and that sort of thing but um it's hard you know they we have to keep them moving in school we have to uh keep them mm-hmm. doing all these things and asher my youngest is nine and uh and so i asked him i said i, I was like hey you know what do you want to do for music class do you want to I was, I was just kind of like do you want to learn to play the drums and his mm-hmm. and he was just like yeah 
which I did not think was going to be his answer because he likes to go that down and hit amazing. him. That is amazing. But every time I've ever tried to show him anything, he's just like, nope. <laughs> like, don't don't tell me what to do. And uh, Yeah, don't stop bossing me around. You're right. not my real dad. Oh, hold on, you are. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so so uh, I am his real dad. And uh, so, <laughs> so at first I started like, hey, we'll do some... Here, do you, well, you can just work on these paradiddles. So I, you know, gave him a little something from one of our videos, and he was working on that. And then, and then he, uh, you know, I taught him just a real basic thing, and he's just been taking off. Like he'll spend hours a day down on the drum kit, and he's playing along with songs already. He's nine, and he's playing that along with crazy. songs. So I can be up here working, and I can hear him downstairs and know what song he's playing and like sing along to it. It's, it's bonkers. That's and, uh, crazy. And uh, and so so one of the so that's been my one of my biggest sources of joy, and um, I think as we've been we've been you know kind of communicating with our with our our Facebook groups and all that kind of stuff, um, you know, I don't know about, about you. Do you feel inundated by people right now telling you like what you should be doing? Like besides oh, yeah. just besides like make sure that you don't go outside, make sure you then it's like every company in the world is sending you like. Hey, use our thing. Do our thing while you're stuck at home. Do our thing while you're stuck at home, and that becomes yeah, exactly. kind of overwhelming too. I don't know. Yep, yep. Have you uh, have you have you picked up any new any new habits or any new uh, subscriptions or anything while you've been going? Yeah, I mean, I've, it it has been interesting. One of the things I, I dug out all the Narnia books out of the out of this the you know we've got them all upstairs in our loft right now because we haven't we haven't unpa- have a, we don't have a, a library kind of set up in our house. So I dug out the Narnia series and I'm like starting to read those with my son at night because I have more time and he has more time and he's more you know he gets more bored then then he's like dad what can we do? Whereas if he's if he's running at 100 miles an hour and then he gets home all he wants to do is quickly play his computer game and then go to bed. But now that he's kind of played his computer game and he's like, what am I going to do now? And also we limit, obviously limit all that stuff during the week. He's not really allowed to play. So he's kind of bored and he's like, okay, dad, let's do some stuff. And I'm really digging it. It's kind of weird, but I feel like I'm connected more with my family in the last in the last two weeks than I have for a very long time. Uh, and so especially even my, my daughter, you know, she's, she's at home and she's normally running around with all her friends and she's just friend obsessed at 15. And so we're able to connect more. We've been playing games. We've ordered like a 12-pack of cards on the on Amazon because uh, my mother has this game called Hand and Foot, which she plays in South Africa. <clears throat> Sounds crazy, but you have to have six packs of cards um, <laughs> to play it. And so, so we'll be t- she's teaching us that. And I'm just I'm I'm digging the vibe. Honestly, it's just slowed everything down, and it's just pretty amazing. I know it's been a we've been we've, we've got a uh, we have a risk game going like a multi-day game of risk going and uh, oh, so, cool. so far we still like each other which you know that's always that's always the danger with that game is you get it out and you get so invested in it and then once you mm-hmm. finally you like, have to like start attacking somebody and then it's just like you're just like personally attacking me you're just picking on me and then my <laughs> wife and I fight and then we never play the game we don't play the game again for another six months amazing but we have a we have a nice slow game of that going we started uh we started watching the show lost with our kids i don't know if you oh my gosh like we i was like oh right. yeah like like we need something that we can kind of like just have something to look forward to that we all sit down and just like because we don't do a lot of tv either you know it's like it's like we want we we're always intentional about it we never just throw it on and so it's like 
all right, let's all sit down as a family. Here's something we remember being good. We'll see if it is, you know? Yeah, <laughs> I remember it so being far. terrifying. Oh, it's, it, no, it's, it's not terrifying. It's just a little, uh, it was a little bit scarier than I remembered, though. <laughs> like, I start getting in on the first episode, like, oh, oh wait, no, 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 don't look at this. Oh, wait, wait, wait. close your eyes. Oh, man. But I remember, I remember it getting easier as it goes, I think. It's I don't true. Know. It's true. Uh, but, you know, that's been like a real Wait, cool where thing. are you watching that? On what uh, platform? Uh, oh, on Hulu. They've got them all on Hulu. Okay. So oh, cool. we'll subscribe to that until that's done. But there's like, dude, there's like a hundred and something episodes. It's crazy. I know. <laughs> and at the end, you're just like, well, that I haven't was watched that. the end. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. <laughs> I've, I've still got two, 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 uh, two episodes left. Oh, I've man. kind of, I've been hanging on to them. Maybe I'll watch them <laughs> with my kids. It was funny. There's this moment in the show when, like, when it comes on and it's just like the 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 intro is just a black screen with the word "lost" kind of like slowly floating at you, and we we're just like, "Yeah, we're, there it is." Like, I mean, I, I feel amazing. like I've had a lost shaped hole in my heart ever since that show went off the air. Like, I've just been <laughs> waiting for the next lost. So I'm, I still think they're going to make a new ending, <laughs> <laughs> some hidden one. <clears throat> but, yeah, it was uh, incredible. But that's been a good one, and uh, and uh, but kind of kind of one of the things I was thinking about, uh, kind of going with that though, is what we we at Worship Irish have been trying to think about, like, okay, how do we actually support people in this time, you know? Mm-hmm. And um and and so uh, so what we what we came up with, you know, really Asher kind of launched this thing with us where we were just like, you know what? How can we how can we give this to more people? Like I am feeling my heart is so full hearing this drum beat going, you know, for a long time. Like that might sound like torture to some people, but to me it's just like lighting up my music to your ears. Lighting it. Yes, it's <laughs> it's music to my ears. And uh I try really hard not to be like, well, it's a little off time there, buddy. Just uh you know <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Get back on that metronome. <laughs> back downstairs until you've got it. Uh, <laughs> but uh but so what we decided to do is we are going to give, we, we've created a special type of account for Worship Artistry, and it's going to be totally free, no credit card required, um, no no sales emails, no nothing. It's just going to be a place that you can sign up if you don't have a Worship Artistry account already, or maybe you had one but elapsed, or maybe you wanted to share it with your family or your friends, and, uh, and it's going to be active until May 1st. So it's not like a trial or anything, it's just kind of like, hey, it's open for this amount of time from the moment somebody signs up it's active till may 1st like i said totally free and it gives everybody access to the you know 500 plus song lessons plus all the 101 lessons of you know you can start you can literally not know guitar start in the 101 section and start going on it and hopefully just wait that, for what yeah i want to know am i understanding you correctly that you're opening up worship artistry for free for three months for people not three months it's only till may so, 1st that sounds like three months in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> May first, twenty twenty three. Yes, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> no. So yeah, until May first, you, yeah. you're giving people the opportunity uh, to just be part of a worship artistry. That's amazing. Right. That's really and, cool. And you know, and and to those of you who are like our current like full time members already, I, I I really look at this as this is something that we are getting to do together. It's like you guys are making it possible for us to make this available to other people. And, um, and so we are super grateful for that. We'd love for you to share it. Basically, the way that you get it is you just go to worshipartistry.com slash join. So that's the link that you can share. You can send it around mm-hmm. and, uh, and just let people know. It's free. You know, they, they, do have, they do have to sign up. There is like a, because that's the way our website works. There was, there was no way to get around that. Um, so there is like a 
hey, put in your email and or your username or whatever and your password. And then once you have that, you're good to go to May 1st. So wanted to make that, that is ava- amazing. Yeah, wanted to make that available and really make it as much of a gift as we can. Like I said, <laughs> there's there's no ulterior motive of like, oh, and then we'll eventually get you to upgrade or like, it's just kind of like, no, just make this available. Hopefully in that amount of time, you get enough stuff that you can either, that either you do continue with that or maybe you can feel like you learn enough that you can now jump on YouTube or learn songs one at a time or however you want to do it. So That's just something amazing, that, we want, that we want to give away and, uh, and make that possible. And um, kind of in that spirit, we, uh, you and I, what we decided to talk about today is to mm-hmm. actually kind of talk about musical ideas of things that you can do while you're stuck at home <laughs> yeah. as, as you're quarantined. So, um, so Daniel, what are the what are the kinds of things like you, people are always looking to uh, to to up their skills, right? Like yes. And and sometimes that looks that looks like practicing a certain technique or sometimes that looks like hey learn some songs that have this idea in it. How do you even now as a as a as a as a great player like how did you mm-hmm. get here? What are the kinds of things that you did to practice <clears throat> to actually become <clears throat> the player that you are? That's interesting. I mean, most of my playing <clears throat> honestly has been uh just out of necessity I've had to play with people or play in a band or play in church on Sunday uh, and so forth. Over the years and years and years of doing it, um, I just did it a lot. You know, I did go to university for a while to, to study jazz, um, but uh, that wasn't really my thing. Um, and so, I mean, but the, the thing that I think I look back on the most, if I look, especially when I was younger and I had a lot more time on my hands, uh, I would sit with my bass in, in front of the TV and I would just play random scales or just even finger exercises to get strength and dexterity in my, in my hands. Uh, and it was, it was kind of just like, it didn't bother anybody really. Cause it was quite soft, you know, the bass, uh, when it's not plugged in, obviously there's hardly any noise. There's just a little bit of clicking going on and hopefully not too much clicking. <laughs> uh, but, and just trying to, trying to get stronger and stronger as a player. And I, even now, if I, if I feel like I've got a big, uh, you know, like a challenging gig that I've got to do or something, I'm going to have to play for a long time. Like that Paul Belash, the Brian Dirksen tour that I went on where I had like like an hour and a half or two hours of playing in, in one night. Uh, I would actually just sit down in, in, at home or in my office here while I was busy watching YouTube or something. And I'd actually just randomly just play through scales and just play through riffs and just feel feel that I'm attached to my bass again. It's almost like a every instrument really is to some degree is like a sport. Uh, and there's some level of um, strength and kind of training that you conditioning that you need to be able to have to do it especially over a long period of time uh even acoustic guitar when i have to lead worship at some of these events uh if the worship goes on for a while my, i come away with my fingers looking like they're battered and bruised because i haven't been playing a lot of acoustic uh, and so just to sit and strum you know for randomly just playing uh what comes to your mind and, and not, it's not too much thinking going on it's more like just like being on a treadmill uh that that does a lot for your playing uh, and i even notice it you know the next day if i pick up my bass again if i've done that for one day only uh, i'll have, i'll notice it the following day yeah there is totally that moment of attaching yourself to your instrument i definitely it's like especially if you because you, you're doing different things with your hands and so it's it's funny even if i when i'm like i'm relearning that as as sitting down and learning how to play drums uh from, mm-hmm. from josh on the website like there's there's a moment like if i just sit down and start playing it's kind of sloppy, but if I just sit down initially and just kind of like do a quick little like 
bop, 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 you know, like along with the metronome yeah. to be like, all right, I'm reattaching to this, you know, same thing with guitar. Like I was talking to a friend yesterday who, who reached out to me and was just said, Hey, can we Skype? You know, I'm kind of stuck on guitar. Yeah. He's asked, he asked me if we could do a lesson. I'm like, no, you're, you're like a professional player. Like, we'll just get on the thing and talk and hopefully you'll get something out of it. This is ridiculous. So we sat down yeah. and just, and just kind of started talking about it. And I, the thing I kept going back to is just, man, honestly, like know your modes and know your scales and know how to just like play them, get the muscle memory down, get those, your right and your left hand working together. I think people really often mm -hmm. underestimate the conditioning that's required to actually play an instrument. Like there's well, uh, yeah, right. Yeah, to play well, to play well. And a lot of people actually never even make it past that conditioning point because it's hard, right? Like, yeah. you know, with your guitar, there's, there's always, if you're just starting guitar, let's say you, you're just picking it up. There's always this question of, I must be doing something wrong. You know, like my, my chords aren't, they don't sound very good. Like I must be doing something wrong. And it's like, no, you're just not strong enough. But you're doing mm, by, right. by making that motion happen by strengthening those fingers. I'm finding with the drums. There's a there's a Tom Petty song which I've always loved called "You Wreck Me," and it's mm -hmm. the drum beat on it is it's it's like the most like basic boom ga boom boom ga boom ga. I mean, it's the whole song is just that. Yeah. But the hi hat is like da 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 da, and it I, you know and I get going on it and I get about through the first verse and chorus. And then I'm just like, ah, I start kind of like stumbling over it. And you realize, yeah, yeah. Because it's just my hands, my hands and wrists and everything are they're tired. And yeah. it's not because I'm doing it wrong. There's no like, oh, you know, Jason, if you just did this little <laughs> technique differently, it'd be totally different. It's just, no, I'm just not, I'm just out of shape. I'm just exactly. a, a weak, a weak, weak drummer. And so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's the same for me with piano. Uh, you know, if I sit down at the piano for for a few weeks, and if there's a piano in a house or in a place we're staying in, and I just play for a half an hour a day, then eventually it starts to sound like someone that can play the piano. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but otherwise, it just really is plonky. And and if I record myself, I I listen back and I with a bit of like, oh my gosh, that sucks. Uh, and it's 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 actually good to do sometimes now that we all have these you know devices where we can actually record ourselves super easily on our phones. You can actually, while you're practicing, just hit record and then listen back and see how how clean it sounds to you, or how how in time and how uh, tonally it, it sounds to you. Because it, it's sometimes you think you're better than you are technically, and it's all got to do with that same thing: that strength and that dexterity and the ability to execute what you're trying to do uh, well. It's like shooting hoops, you know. If you can, if you stand, if you don't shoot hoops for a long time, you're going to miss the, the hoop, and it's the same with a guitar. Or a bass or drums. Yeah, and piano. Yeah, piano, the wrists get me. I sit Ooh. down. Yeah, it's, it's so funny. I'm just like, am I holding my arms wrong? And it's like, no, no, you're doing it right. Your wrists are just tired. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing how just even the little micro muscles. And if the, the thing that's funny, too, is how quickly you can fall out of shape. You know, like, I think there's just certain things that are like that. You know, I was, uh, you know, I, I mountain biked a bunch over the summer. And it'd be funny because I could go three or four times in a week. And by the end of that... I was just powering up the mountain and feeling amazing. Yeah. And then I'd be done for two or three days. And then I'd go up the next day and be like dying again, just, you know, halfway up. And you're just like, how did I fall out of shape so quickly? Mm -hmm. So, so kind of not underestimating how quickly you can kind of lose that. And the thing that's nice is the longer you do it and the more often you do it, the quicker that comes back. You know, I don't have to sit down totally. now and play my, get warm up on my guitar for a half an hour before I do a lesson or whatever, yeah. you know, I, I just sit down and I 
play something for a minute and then go, all right, I'm ready. And I go. So yeah, it's not a never ending thing, but it definitely is something that's worth, worth spending some time on. Mm -hmm. Do you think you can put together a, uh, maybe throw up a video this week about, about, uh, like one of those finger strengthening exercises? Oh yeah, they're already there on the one hundred and one section. Oh, perfect. And the, the, the yeah, the the dexter- strength and dexterity exercises uh, in the one hundred and one section for bass, and uh, those are the things. You know, I have a friend that was really a, a good bass player already, and he was saying to me, "How do I get better than I am now?" And, and like, he, you're always thinking, "How do you kind of expand the boundaries of your knowledge of actual music?" But um, I said to him, "Man, just practice these strength things every day for a couple of weeks, and then." The, the the kind of this the musicality is often inside our heads already and it's just the not the ability to pull it off what you can hear in your head you can't really pull it off because of the lack lack of your strength and your dexterity and so once he came back to me a couple of weeks later he was like man i can't believe how much better i'm playing right now because i can literally play anything in my mind that i could sing on my bass just because of the fact that i've been practicing these exercises and learning my way around the neck um yeah it's it's pretty awesome yeah it's powerful the other thing that I think is really helpful uh, in practice is to uh, – I just lost it. What time is it? 20 minutes in. <laughs> i got to remember. i got to remember what it is. Um, <coughs> what was I going to say? I just had it. Trying to get better. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, another thing to think about too is – so, so finger strengthening or wrist strengthening if you're a piano player or arm strengthening, you know, I mean, I, I'm sure you've seen Josh's guns. I mean, he's huge, obviously, oh, yeah. you know, for sure. Um, <laughs> uh, vocal strengthening, you know, Shelby, even just the stuff that we're doing with vocals now, just building your voice and mm. learning how to warm up your voice and strengthen your voice. We actually just had an article about that on the on the on worship artistry in the uh, in the green room section about warming up your voice, how important that is. Um, so that's something that you can do at home. You don't need to have a church service to practice for. You can just work on that anytime. Um, another thing that you can do as you, as you, as, as you like work on at home is to actually find some freedom to trust your ears and try things and fail. Um, mm. I think a lot of times sure. we get we get the idea that there's some secret theory knowledge that if we just understood this, we would be so much better. Or if mm-hmm. we just understand, you know, everyone's like modes. I got to understand modes. And then how do I learn this Phrygian diminished ninth scale? Like that's going to be the <laughs> secret note that makes me a better player. And, you know, really it's it's not. I, mean, I don't know. Your experience might be different. But I have explored the realms of music. And I always come back to, well, it's about knowing my scales. It's about my ear kind of knowing where my chords should be. And then it's about playing around and finding things, you know, like everyone's asking about like, oh, like like chord inversions, help me with chord inversions. And it's like, okay, I've got some lessons on triads and how inversions work. Um, But there's really not a ton to it, right? It's just kind of like, well, you just rearrange these notes however you want and you make it and you make it work. And so I rarely as a guitarist ever think I am going to implement this technique in this song. It's more about like, what do I hear? And how do I recreate that with my fingers? And so, mm-hmm. so kind of stepping back and going, let me try some stuff and let me fail. So I'm going to try some things and I'm going to hit wrong notes and it's, it's okay. I'm not on stage. It's fine. Okay. How do I fix it? Like so many times I'll go to a chord shape and just be like, wait, no, that's not it. And then feel around with my fingers. So I'm like, oh, that note's good. That note's good. This note. Oh, 
it's got it should be this note. That's what I yeah. want to hear. And now I've got a new shape to work with. And usually it's something mm-hmm. that I'm like, oh, that's just this one that I've rearranged and put into this to this space. But mm-hmm. just by attempting things and playing mm-hmm. around and trying different things, I find is really helpful. That's good, man. How do you it's really good? How do you expand your kind of your palette, so, yeah, I've, your, like, I've, your toolbox? I've been thinking of yeah, I've really been thinking about that as you've been talking. And uh, something I usually like to say is, you know, uh, contextual playing is something that takes a while to learn, and and it's a lot of it is to do with your your knowledge of music, full stop, not, not your instrument. It's the knowledge of actual music, uh, and so if you have an, a library of, of in your mind of uh, like genres and styles and everything. And it's a massive library, like the public library. Uh, and then you hear a song for the first time. Like when I go into the studio to record, I'll hear a song and I'll go, wow. And I'll know which part of the library to go to, to find that sound that we were already looking for. And then I'll, I'll say in between three books that I already know, well, I'll be able to walk in and go, well, it's not this book. It's a mixture between these two books. And I'll pull those two books out and say, here's, here's what we're looking for. Because text contextually, I know, where, where to go. And a lot of guys, they've only listened to one style of music or they're really stuck in one genre that they've become focused in on, super focused on in their lives and they've hardly listened to anything else. So anything they play, I remember in South Africa there was a band that had like a rock band and they had a bass player in it that all he did was slap the whole time. And it, and, <laughs> and it honestly, loved him. He was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and he was actually a very proficient slap bass player. But the problem was that it wasn't, it didn't sound like, uh, you know, um, what's the Scott tissue band? Uh, Red Hot Chili okay. Peppers. It's, it sounded like a normal rock band with a guy just clack, 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 <laughs> slapping away. And it's, it sounded terrible. And the problem was that he, he was filtering, no matter what music he was playing, he was, he was going through the filter of what he likes and what he's listened to. So your, your knowledge of music is going to make a huge difference to your ability to actually play contextually. Uh, and, and so I think that listening to music's often, you know, and that's the exciting part often is to say, uh, how am I going to find new things to play on my bass or new riffs or a bag of tricks or add to my bag of tricks? And often that comes from just listening to other players that have done well or, or learning a song. Like on Worship Artistry, I'll pick up a whole bunch of new riffs just because of learning all these songs and teaching them. Uh, and then when I'm playing, I'm, I like just randomly will play a riff that I don't even realize where I found it from. But it's something that's added to my, my bag of tricks just from learning uh, other people's playing or other songs uh, and knowing, oh, this is that kind of song. So I'm going to pull this specific lick out and it just sounds great, you know? Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's the thought I have. And so, I mean, I remember when I was a kid as well, taking a whole record, like um, the killer's hot fuss record or something like that. And then like closing my eyes and listening with my headphones on to the bass player and honing in very clearly on what he's playing throughout that whole, and then listening to maybe three or four songs in a row, putting that down and then picking up my bass and then trying to remember what he played and see if I can play any of that stuff by ear or by memory. And then maybe dig back in and listen a little bit more again and then go back to my bass and try it again. Uh, but instead of learning the whole part exactly of the song, I was picking up more of the whole vibe of that player and then walking over to my bass. And while I can still remember it, uh, just trying to trying to like emulate that tonally, not only just what he played technically, but tonally as well, trying to see if I can get his sound right on my base so i think it's and it's the fun most fun part of it really after the strength and dexterity training is the stuff that really inspires you to say i want to play stuff that's so exciting for me to play i might never play it in front of people uh, but i'm going to play it now and just have fun doing it and when we're stuck at home that's the best part of it it's like it's super fun yeah i think yeah honing your ear 
to actually hear the parts that you need to hear is incredibly powerful. I remember, I remember one time <laughs> when my wife and I were dating, and she she still talks about this. There was a time we were driving down the street, and and I was listening to I don't remember what the song was, but I I said something like, "Man, th- I just love that guitar part." And she said, "What? What do you mean?" Like she couldn't hear the guitar part; she could only hear the song. Right? Mm-hmm. She heard the whole thing as a as one whole thing thing yeah yeah, yeah exactly like, yeah no like being able to hone your ear to an instrument and and being able to jump into it and go okay that's like i've been doing that with drums a ton i've been listening to a lot of different music and i just every time i hear a song that i go i think i could probably play that drum beat i throw it on a playlist in spotify so whatever i'm listening to i'll just go yes i well, that might be a little tricky, but I think I can do it because I'm definitely I'm not a very yeah. good drummer. Like I really just want to focus on being it. Like I want to play it at my <laughs> church eventually. That's my goal is to That's be able great. to very simply hang in there and be able to do it. Um, and so being able to kind of to to listen to songs in a way that you are just honed in on the part, you will learn a ton from that. There was a um, absolutely. What was the song we we just taught? The song uh, "There's Nothing That Our God Can't Do." There's this little mm-hmm. guitar riff that, it, it, and it's funny when you break down the songs, when we're breaking them down, you know, you have parts that you go, you're like, oh no, this is going to be a nightmare. Cause you can just tell that yeah. the player was just kind of winging it a little bit. Right? Yeah. <laughs> right. There's yeah. not necessarily a part. You're just going, oh, they're just kind of playing these filler riffs. That's kind of just what they're doing. All over the moment. map. Right. And yeah. then you're like, oh no, I have to. Yeah. It's. There's no pattern here. Basically, like, yeah, improvisational, just kind of just pulling out everything out of the bag of tricks to throw at the song. Right. But yeah. this guy, there was this one riff, though. I think it was the second riff in the second verse that I just, I just love the way it started, like where he started it, where it landed. It just made it so much more interesting to me. And so, it was, so every time we'd, I, you know, the multiple times that I tried to track that song, when I got to that part, I, it was just gave me this little hit of joy. Like, oh, cool. And now I can start using that and I start playing around and just noodling around, around uh, over other songs and stuff like that. It's kind of fun. It's very cool, man. Yeah. It's actually funny because the Desperation Band bass player, I've taught, I think, three or four of their, their songs in a row now. And there's one particular riff which I've never used in my life. Uh, and it's like a, he slides up to the third, uh, sorry, to the, yeah, he slides up to the third third note of the scale. Uh, off of the six, which is which is kind of interesting, and so I, I've, I've realized it's something that I wouldn't naturally do fingering wise. So, I'd, but he plays it in quite a few of the songs, so now it's it's become part of my arsenal of tricks that I can use. You know, because my repertoire. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah, it's it's and it's really cool because you start to realize, oh, that's cool. Um, that's a cool cool riff or a, a different way of playing something, and maybe it just breaks you out of your old kind of way of just doing the same thing every time. Well, and I think too, you hit on something there where actually spending the time. So we just said, you know, listening to songs, trying to approach them differently. And then there's the other side of things where you just force yourself to learn complete songs. Right. Oh, yeah. So there it's, it, <clears throat> excuse me. It's funny speaking with a lot of the guitarists in our Facebook group and stuff, you can tell a lot of people are in that space where it's, where they, the, I subscribe to worship artistry so that I can learn the songs for Sunday. Mm-hmm. Right, but there's this whole other level of, I mean, I guarantee you, your church does not play every song that we have, right? Oh, heck and, no. and I guarantee you that there's artists and and parts that you're not getting to take part of that that could apply to those songs that you're just mm-hmm. not that you're just not getting to utilize because you know maybe your church plays, you know, 
exclusively elevation and Hillsong or, Mm -hmm. you know, and some hymns or however, however it is, or maybe they're more of a, a, uh, Ren collective. Tomlin. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So maybe there's kind of different vibes for all these different churches. And so, but there are things in a, like there was a, what was the song? It was do it again by, uh, elevation. And there's, there's these chords on the bridge that totally surprised me, like actually learning the parts. Cause I heard it and I, and I immediately thought, oh, I know what this is. And then as I dug into it, I was like, wait, no, that's not what I thought it was. And so I start playing around and realized, man, the voicings on this are really funny. And part of it was because of the way they were working with the bass and that kind of thing. But it got me to think about yeah. those chords differently and about those chord shapes, which then I can utilize when I'm sitting down to write a song or when I'm sitting down to play another song and go, you know, I don't just need to do a big open G here. I can play this funky little, you know, interval yeah. here that's going to, that'll actually bring a lot more life to the song. And that's cool. in finding those songs and picking a song just to learn it for the sake of learning it. And and maybe it's not a worship artistry song. Maybe it's some, you know, classic rock song you've always loved. You know, when, when I, I put a thing on our Facebook group and I asked, hey, if you have any songs that you need me to simplify, you know, if, if there's a song that you've been learning on worship artistry and you, you're like, this is great, but this is, it's too over my head still. And I need to play it this Sunday. You know, what, what can I do to make it easier? Mm-hmm. And one guy was like, oh, it's got to be on worship artistry. I was going to, I wanted to. I've been trying to work on this Rush song forever. I was hoping maybe you could simplify it for me. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm not. I'm not doing. I taught one kid the 2112 Overture, which is like a 20 something minute song, oh my some gosh. Rush song forever ago. So I'm like, no, we're not going to do that. Um, but, <laughs> but kind of finding songs that you that you do play from start to finish, so you also get a sense of how songs work. You know, it's like we all yeah. get that there's. Okay, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus, chorus. You know, that's mm-hmm. that is your it's like your proper pop song. And then if it's a worship song, it's it's you know, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus, bridge, 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 chorus, chorus, bridge, 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 chorus, bridge, right? Those are the real standards. Instrumental bridge, instrumental bridge, bridge. Improvisational singing, instrumental. Bridge, bridge. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, but at the same time, in doing this, in kind of learning those parts, like I've learned a ton just from having to continue to build to knowing that, man, this bridge is going to last for six times over. Like, how do I go? Like, how is this guy or this player going from just the most basic, you know, mm-hmm. I'm out. Oh, and then I add this part, and then I change it to this, and then I change this, and just how those things keep changing. And you see patterns in that. We actually posted a thing on Instagram. Uh, one of, uh, I think it was the the baseline from uh, from Waymaker, and there's okay. there's a part where you're subdividing. So you're going, so you're playing the baseline, and you're starting with quarter notes, and then yeah. it switches to eighth notes, and then on the and last two measures, the sixteenth notes, and it's just like, yeah. man, that just that just works. That's something you yeah, can use totally. in everything that you're trying to build, right? Like how often yeah. do you use that move? Well, honestly, I mean, if you look at most songs that we teach, especially from a bass perspective, there's, there's, it usually either starts not in at all, so no bass at all, then it starts with whole notes, then it moves to quarter notes, then eventually, you know, eighth notes and then sixteenths at some point, or it never gets to sixteenths sometimes, you know. Um, but a lot of songs build that way. They build with subdivision. 
Uh, and sometimes that subdivision comes from the drums. Sometimes it comes from the the, the, ch the chugging of the guitar. Uh, and and you know it doesn't it doesn't always have to be all the instruments playing eight notes otherwise it starts sounding like bang 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 right, you know? yeah, right. but uh, but uh, I always think about subdivision when I'm building a song and thinking like what what are we gonna do here and who's gonna be holding down the big chords and you know when I'm producing records sometimes I'll make sure that the guitarists just being big you know whole whole kind of whole note rakes across the chords and those are chiming across the chord as the bass is playing eighth notes and it just it's so nice because they're against each other. There's something that's carrying over and there's something else that's kind of staccato-y, kind of breaking up the subdivision, and it sounds really cool. Well, and that, yeah. show, and that shows your knowledge of music, right? You know, when you mm -hmm. do this, I can do this. Yeah. And that's what actually kind of learning different songs and having that musical vocabulary so that when you get a song that you couldn't find a tutorial for or when yes. you get a song that you go, okay, we're going to do this, but, oh, we only have... Oh, we've got two guitarists for this one. Well, I learned the guitar part for the whole for the whole thing. How am I going to approach this and recognize? Okay, well, if he does this, then she can do that. And you know, oh, and if you play yeah. this, this bass line, I can just play up here so I don't walk on your toes, and that mm -hmm. and that sort of thing. That all comes from just knowing music and listening to how things work. And so, I think I think if anything, you know, if you don't mm -hmm. do anything else with music, music, even if you're like I don't. I'm just, you know, my kids are driving me crazy. I'm trying to get all my work done. I'm exhausted at the end of the day. I don't want to sit down at the piano. I don't want to pick up my bass. I don't want to play guitar. I'm going to drive everyone crazy if I start playing drums. Even if that, even if your main thing is just kind of, okay, I'm going to listen to some music and just be intentional about really kind of listening for that bass line. I'm going to really listen to how this whole, like you will, you will gain out of that experience. Yeah, hundred percent. And another cool thing I did once was I actually went on Facebook and I said to all my Facebook friends, I said, "What are your favorite uh, songs with bass guitar, bass lines in them?" And I got such a random bunch of people saying different things, and I grabbed all of those and threw them into a playlist uh, from like uh, reggae songs to you know White Stripes to all these different bass lines that people had said, "Oh, I love this bass line. I love that bass line." Uh, and then I, and then I would just go and listen, to, chuck them all in a playlist, and I I picked through them slowly, and I learned all of them. You know, as just because they're the things that your your person that's maybe not a musician even knows. There's one song with bass that they love, like uh, you know, there's 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 a song by um, Dear Lipa uh, that's just really amazing, and so that she's got this really cool bass line. And Brenton sent it over to me and said, I'm, I want something like this for a song that I'm gonna write. So I was like, okay, cool. So I go and learn that bass line and. You know, you know the guys. Everyone's like, "Yeah, that Muse baseline." I'm like, "Okay, that's a great baseline, but that's not the only baseline that's out there." You know, that's cool. Uh, and it's also it's a challenging one to learn. But yeah, there's there's always going to be the people that love the super technical stuff, and then there's other people that just love like the really really kind of cool, understated, really cool baselines, like like with or without you from you too. I mean, anybody could play that. I could teach you to play that right now if you've never played bass in your life before. <laughs> uh, but but it just works for the song. So if, so it's the best baseline for that song. So what? Yeah, it's super cool. So what are the? Uh, so I'll, we'll finish with this because I'm just curious about this about you. What are the? What are the baselines? Like what's what's your zone? What's your thing that you're like? Oh man, this is songs like this are the ones that just get me on the bass. So I mean, from a listening perspective, <clears throat> I really love listening to to a lot of Motown and stuff. That's as far as bass playing goes. I love oh. those bass lines that are kind of so sick. You yeah. know what I mean? They're, they're but, all so good, and it's all like the same like two or three players. 
yeah, James Jamison and a few other guys. They're just so good, the bass lines. And so they, they really get me, and, I, and I'm like, just the groove of it, the, the vibe of it, nothing's going to beat that kind of old-school R&B bass tone and sound and everything. Uh, but when it comes to actually playing, um, you know, the police kind of, the police and U2 and Tree 63 was like a mixture between the police and U2 really. And uh, and so the bass lines for that, are, are they, it's really up energy, three-piece band. So you're just thundering away on the bass and it's, it eats up a lot of the space, but it creates an opportunity. Uh, you're, not, you're not playing a lot of runs and high stuff up on the high on the neck, but it's it's drivey and it's uh, it creates a palette for the guitar player to, you know, play these really kind of, uh, these like just these chimey things over the top of it that sound really cool and makes it sound massive. And so the police and that kind of police YouTube meets YouTube's thing for me to play in that kind of environment. And some of them worship stuff's like that too, where it's really just rocking. And I'll, I enjoy that as a player for playing, um, sometimes more than like very cool R and B kind of stuff. Um, yeah, I like, I like it all, man. It's, <laughs> it's amazing what's out there to play. It's really cool. How about you? Very cool. Yeah. I have, um, yeah, you know, I, I thrive on parts that just fit into the song that you don't really even notice them. You know, I mean, it's, it's fun to play the big hooks and to just be like, man, here's the, here's the thing. And it's fun to like, like, you know, I, when, in my band, we would always have a moment or two in the set where it would just be like, and now Jason just goes off and it would yeah. just turn into insanity. And it'd just be like, just so you know, we all know how to play. You know, yeah. <laughs> and you would kind yeah. of do that thing. But I think the things that are so much more satisfying are certain little melody lines that just fit in. You know, mm. um, I mean, one there's that song, um, I think it's called I Feel It All by Feist. That's not even a mm-hmm. guitar, but it's just like the little melody. It's like, bung, 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 bung. Like, and just where mm. it lands and the way it mixes with the acoustic guitar is just amazing. Like, I'm just like, yeah. that's that's like one of my favorite hooks ever. It's so good. Totally. You know, and so I definitely, I think that's partially, I think some of that's just the songwriter in me that wants it all to just be a whole. I want I want you to hear it as a whole, right? I want to yeah, hear it yeah. like my wife hears it, where it's just yeah. like this whole thing just fits. So I love those parts that people hardly even notice that I just love. Um, mm-hmm. I still think like a, a an open G chord on a Tele bridge pickup, the little overdrive on an AC30 is the greatest sound in all the world. That's like, true. Like, I, don't, I just don't think there's. <laughs> I can't argue with that. It's so great, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um. So stuff like that, Very and cool. then obviously, you know, with lead stuff, it's a it's a different thing. It's it's really fun to be able to play. Like I I loved playing that thing on. There's nothing that our God can't do because it was just like, oh, I'm doing something new, something that's kind of surprising me, and so mm. and it wasn't that hard. But I like to be surprised. I like to try different things that I can, you know, put into my toolbox and go, okay, that's. That's that's a go-to for me now. That's pretty. That's pretty neat. So that's really cool. And on that note that you'd mentioned, how your wife just hears it as one thing. Try be a bass player because your my wife still doesn't know what we, what I do to make money. <laughs> <laughs> she can't hear it in the song. She like I hear John playing the guitar. I hear Daryl playing the drums. I don't know what you're doing. Uh, are you really? Do, it's like the emperor's new clothes. She thinks I've got everyone fooled and I'm doing something that no one can hear. No, you, you, know, you just be like no. But you see how your booty's just kind of shaking a little bit. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> Strong work, strong work. <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, well, I think we're going to go ahead and skip member mail 
for for this week. I'm sure you're tired of hearing our voices already, or at least mine. You'll never get tired of hearing Daniel's voice with his. Uh, I don't know about that. Lovely South African <laughs> accent. Um, but uh, you know, in this time, I just really encourage you to lean into what's going on and to look outside. And you know how how can you help others? What can you what can you do? What can you take out of this time? What joy can you find in this time? And uh, worship artistry would love to be a part of that. Uh, if you are a full time paying member, we say thank you, thank you for joining us and being willing to make this available to others. Please don't leave us to go do this because we do count on you. And uh, to those of you who who have have never been to worship artistry and or or think can think of somebody else who might want to use it. Um, temporarily, please let them know worshipartistry.com slash join. You can become the next James Jameson on the bass just by watching, uh, watching Daniel's lessons. And, um, wow. wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I mean, I'm Maybe not, not saying that I'm not saying you're James Jameson, <laughs> but I'm saying you might launch the next James Jameson. That's right. That's right. Or you know, the next Billy Graham. Right. Yeah. <laughs> with all your, with or all the your... next Billy Jameson. Oh, oh. <laughs> So thank you so much for joining us. Guys, hang in there. We're going to keep coming with the podcast and uh, hopefully give you something fun to think about instead of a terrible virus. Stay home. Stay safe. Get better at music. We'll see you next week. Music.